It's Friday, June 9th, and this is Pennsylvania Legacies, the podcast from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council. I'm Josh Rollerson. Memorial Day weekend marked the unofficial start of boating season in Pennsylvania, and the ensuing sunshine has people itching to get out on the water. Well, in the coming months, there are plenty of opportunities to do just that, regardless of whether you're a seasoned paddler or just dipping your toes into the sport. In Pennsylvania, waterways have deep ties to the state's industrial history, and future development puts them at risk, as we discussed in our previous episode on the Endangered Rivers list, of which Pennsylvania has two. But thanks to conservation efforts across the state, many once polluted rivers and lakes have been given new life. Improvements in water quality have also expanded recreation access, from remote forests to city centers. PEC's affiliate group, the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers, or POWER, supports a range of initiatives aimed at improving paddling accessibility. From grant programs to the 2023 Pennsylvania River of the Year, more on that later. We believe the more people can enjoy Pennsylvania's waterways, the more they'll want to protect them. So, on this episode, we're bringing you a rundown of upcoming events and grant opportunities in the world of water recreation, as well as a lesson in paddling etiquette and boat safety. Pet Communications Coordinator Derek Maiolo spoke with Watersheds Program Manager Tally MacArthur, who works with Power. Here is their conversation. So with the weather warming up and, you know, kids almost out of school, it's that time of year when people are looking to get out on the water. I know there are a lot of exciting opportunities right now and over the coming months for those who love to paddle or who are looking to give it a try. Uh, So let's start with the River Sojourns. Can you tell me a little bit about this program? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So the Pennsylvania Sojourn Mini Grant Program is a program administered by POWER by the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers. And this is in partnership with the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. It's actually a pretty nationally unique program in that we distribute small grants across the state to local organizations who then host a sojourn. And a sojourn is kind of an interesting word. Sometimes I'm asked, what does that mean exactly? And um, what it is, is it's an opportunity to get out on the water, uh, to paddle or kayak, Um, on a waterway in Pennsylvania. Uh, It's a fun outdoor activity, but it's also an effective tool for um, raising awareness about our rivers, for enhancing community involvement um, when it comes to protecting natural and cultural resources, and an opportunity to promote stewardship of our waterways and our water resources. And river sojourns offer a pretty uh, unique and different point of view. It's very different when you're actually in the water, uh, looking at the river from that perspective. And it really gives you an opportunity to see these treasured landscapes and these assets in a different way. I understand that Power recently awarded uh, its annual Sojourn mini grants. Tell me a little bit about those. What adventures are planned for this year? Are there maybe any new programs that you're particularly excited about? Yeah, so every year, um, as I mentioned, we have mini grant uh, program for Sojourns. Uh, This year, we were really excited to award 13 of those grants to several organizations. And these organizations then use the grants to um, host events out on the waterways. And these can be one-day events or multi-day events, and they are open to the public. If you don't have a kayak, or uh, that's okay. You can almost always rent one uh, to uh, enjoy this opportunity on the waterway. 
Um, so yeah, and we're kind of excited about a couple new programs. So oftentimes, um, organizations will host a sojourn year after year. They're well attended and, uh, they draw new and also existing, uh, paddlers out. Um, so we have, we have funded a few of the events that we've funded over the years, but there's also some new ones that we're really excited about. Um, and we're really happy to be able to support. One of those is a program called Learn the Locks. It's hosted by the Friends of the Riverfront. They are actually managers of the Three Rivers Water Trail. And the Learn the Locks workshop is a really unique opportunity to spend a few hours on the water learning how to navigate the Army Corps of Engineers lock and dam system on the Allegheny River. So that's, that's really uh, an important educational opportunity uh, for that particular waterway. Um, we are also pleased support the Perkyoman Watershed Conservancy for their sojourn. They are hosting a 10-mile long sojourn on the recently designated Perkyoman Creek Water Trail. And so that sojourn is in part to celebrate that accomplishment. Uh, finally, I'll highlight um, another sort of workshop series. The Susquehanna Greenway Partnership is hosting something called the Paddler's Toolkit Workshop. This is a series of events that provide an opportunity to learn and develop paddling skills, uh, to learn more about the natural environment, the plants and animals that also call the Susquehanna home. Um, so it's uh, it's not sort of a typical uh, uh, sojourn in that you put in in one place and take out in another place, but it's really an opportunity to learn and apply new skills. So we think that's uh, another interesting opportunity uh, event that we we're pleased to support. Um, and I just want to mention, I'll probably say it again later, but as it turns out, many of these sojourns are happening in June and July. So if you're interested in joining one, you should probably check them out soon. Absolutely. Yeah. The Learn the Locks, that's one I'm very interested in. Uh, it's someone who kind of grew up on the West Coast. It's a skill that I didn't really uh, know, you know, one could have. And so being around here now, paddling more on the, the Allegheny uh, that's something I, I really hope to uh, to take part in. And I understand they're doing a couple, I think a monthly, correct? The Learn the Locks program. Uh, there's a couple of those. Yes, there are. I believe there's four of them and they do extend into the fall. Okay. Yeah. We'll definitely have to we'll have some more uh, information on how to uh, get involved with those different events for people who would like to get out on the water. Yes. We'd love to see that. And you so, might even see a couple other PEC employees uh, out on the water. So uh, we uh, we like to celebrate and support our uh, our partners um, in their efforts. So we'll be out there a couple times. Absolutely, that sounds fun. What kind of things do you look for when you are selecting sojourns for grant funding? Yeah, that's a good question um, because we do actually have more applicants than we're able to fund um, every year. We wish we could supply funding for for everyone who wants to put on an event, but it is a competitive grant process. So. The uh, review committee is looking for projects that are well-planned and well-coordinated that provide events for new, novice, and experienced paddlers. So Sojourns, um, because they are sort of uh, an organization handles all the logistics, they really do serve as a great opportunity for new, um, for families, for maybe younger paddlers um, to get out there. So we want to make sure that um, events are coordinated in such a way that enable um, even new people to get out and explore the waterways. So that's definitely something we look for. Um, we also look for a fun, interactive, educational component. 
So this could be a lecture or a presentation on the cultural and historical importance of the river. It could be a program in partnership with the Master Watershed Steward Program or the Master Naturalist Program or some other environmental educator that provides information about the natural resources of the river and watershed. It could be an opportunity to engage in a stewardship opportunity, maybe like a trash cleanup as part of the event or um, something else that provides a stewardship opportunity. Um, and we've had events that will show a, a fun film. So like a, a paddling film or something else that sort of, again, links um, the participants uh, to the um, to the waterway, to the culture, to the history, to the other recreation opportunities that are available. Um, so yeah, that'll be something else that we we look for. And we also look for partnerships. These, uh, these events can't be held um, just with one organization. So we wanna see that it's also involving the community and some other community partners. Uh, some of the great things to support. And I, I think that that uh, dynamic, the interplay of all those really wonderful thing, getting people out in the water, helping them uh, appreciate the, the the places around them. Uh, I'm a little newer uh, to, to Pennsylvania. I got my first paddleboard uh, last summer and getting out on the water has been a great way to explore uh, my new state and uh, appreciate all of the the great things that are going on here. Well, I forgot to say, welcome to it, Derek. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll also highlight that some of the Sojourn hosts are paying really close attention to helping overcome some of the barriers that have been identified to accessing waterways and events like this. And, you know, whether that's um, reduced cost or free tickets for folks to maybe who have never been out on the water before and might see that as a barrier. We also have programs who offer sort of a mentor program so that they'll identify new paddlers and that person is paired up with an expert um, paddler or one of the safety people on the trip. Or, or the outfitter, I guess I should say, to make sure that that person feels really comfortable. Um, because one of the goals of the Sojourn is to, to facilitate opportunities for all Pennsylvanians to access close to home recreation and to feel comfortable doing so and to have fun. So uh, if a Sojourn applicant sort of highlights a way that they might be expanding opportunities to more Pennsylvanians, that's also something that we like to see in the applications. And we're really excited about the variety of events. They're family friendly. We have youth focused sojourns. Um, we have some that are one day and some that are an entire week. We can um, really provide opportunities for um, just a variety of um, uh, interests. Absolutely. I know it shows how uh, all the different ways that you can you know, get out for just an afternoon or yeah, really make uh, paddling a, a whole a week excursion. Uh, so all, all great ways to, to get out and, and appreciate all that Pennsylvania has to offer. So we also have the 2023 River of the Year. Tally, tell me about this year's selection. Yeah, yeah. It's the North Branch of the Susquehanna River. It's kind of in the northeast-ish part of the river. So um, it's the, the top portion of the, the Susquehanna, which is, uh, of course, the river that um, makes it all the way down into the Chesapeake Bay. But this is the northern portion. And yeah, it was selected uh, by public vote as the state's 2023 River of the Year. Tell me a little bit about this program. Uh, how is it helping Pennsylvania's waterways and uh, maybe even bringing in the groups that protect them? Yeah, sure. So again, this is another project that we uh, that we administer with support from the Pennsylvania DCNR. And the River of the Year program is just another one that really engages local communities 
Uh, it provides an opportunity to showcase the rich culture and history and again, recreational opportunities. But it's also really impor important for building awareness and stewardship that will protect and conserve the river well after its year-long designation is up. So that's really an important part. Um, we have examples from um, previous winners of the River of the Year program that have simply said for the years following, they have seen increases in membership, they have seen increases in engagement, they've been contacted by more and more municipalities that want to improve access to the river. So it's a year-long celebration that has implications and river reverberations kind of well past the year. So this year, the Endless Mountains Heritage Region is the um, host of the River of the Year. They nominated it and they kind of got out the vote um, and they received a $10,000 leadership grant that helps to fund a whole slate of activities, including a River of the Year sojourn. Uh, they call theirs the Heritage Benefit Paddle. Um, they also have an outdoor expo and other events throughout the year to celebrate the river, to raise awareness, um, and to build appreciation and stewardship for the region. That all sounds really exciting. When is uh, that sojourn uh, and, and the expo? Tell me about those a little more. I think the Summer Heritage Benefit Paddle is on July 15th. And on September 29th, they are holding an outdoor expo. And a lot of that information can be found both on Power's website and, of course, the Eastern Mountain, uh, I mean, the Endless Mountains Heritage Region website. Okay, great. We'll uh, make sure to, to link those um, in this episode. So I know for me, uh, I grew up, I uh, was lucky enough to grow up in Colorado. I grew up paddling a lot with my family. Um, and while we were out in the water, you know, it was also uh, my parents tried to promote as important it is, as it is to have fun uh, on the water. It's also important to be a good steward uh, of their natural resources. So what are some things people can do while they're out on the water to limit their impact on those natural resources and embrace that sense of stewardship? You're right. Paddling is a wonderful, fun, family-friendly activity, but it's important to remember that you're out when you're out there that the river is home to lots of different critters and that the riverbanks and the the riparian habitat is very important and provides um, a lot of important ec ecological functions and benefits. Um, so we need to make sure that recreational activities don't have a negative impact on that environment. So some things that you know to consider are the leave no trace ethic, um, basic concepts like you know dispose of your trash properly, have a plan maybe for picking up some litter that you might see on the way as long as it's um, safe to do so. Um, there's a lot of concern about what are known as invasive species. And so one good practice is to clean your boat as well as you can, as best as you can, if you're headed to a new waterway or between excursions on different waterways. Um, and this can really help limit the spread of some of our invasive species. Um, another thing that we really want to encourage you to do is to join an organization whose mission is to protect rivers and get involved in some of the volunteer opportunities when you can. Um, our rivers need us to help steward and protect them. How do some of the programs that you're involved with promote stewardship? We have a, a partner in a lot of our efforts um, to clean up and protect and steward our waterways. It's called Keep Pennsylvania Beautiful. And they have launched a new program called um, the Pennsylvania Waterway Steward Program. And really the goal of that program is to engage Pennsylvania's water trail, waterway users and paddlers, outdoor enthusiasts who are concerned about the health of our waterways 
And um, in a sort of community science and stewardship activity that provides an opportunity to sort of clean up as you go. And it's pretty easy to get involved. Um, again, it's Keep PA Beautiful is the organization. Um, the, if you visit their website, they have a quick application form to become a waterway steward. And uh, when you pledge to help clean up litter as you go, you receive a really cool litter pickup kit. It has kind of this grabber device and a mesh bag. And then they also ask that you complete a quick survey online so they can kind of track where trash and litter in our waterways seems to be. And it's a really great way to enjoy being outside, cleaning up your local waterway and giving back by contributing to a better understanding of waterway litter. Wow, I will definitely have to get my uh, litter pickup kit uh, after this episode. I know that according to uh, recent surveys and research, paddling is one of the fastest growing outdoor recreational activities. A lot of people are wanting to get out and try it, um, get more uh, into it. So in order to accommodate uh, all that growth, uh, organizations, agencies, and others have been dedicating a lot of resources towards increasing and enhancing access to waterways. Can you tell us a little bit about the grant opportunities available for planning, designing, maybe constructing more launches? Yeah, we're seeing a, a really huge increase in the number of people that want to get out on our waterways, and that's just wonderful. Um, but without um, safe and accessible and, and plentiful access to our rivers, uh, that's not going to be easy to do. So yeah, some agencies and organizations have been um, helping to fund um, uh projects that enhance or create new access. Um, so one of those, um, it's got a little bit of a funny acronym, so bear with me, it's OBAC, and it's the Ohio Basin Access for Canoes and Kayaks Grant Program. It's uh, funded by a couple of organizations that have come together to, uh, to support this work, and um, it provides funding for design, engineering, construction, and rehabilitation of non-motorized public access projects which within the Ohio River Basin. Um, so if you are a nonprofit organization, a municipality, a county, or even an educational institution, you can apply for this funding. Um, funds are available. We, you can request up to $30,000. Um, there is a one-to-one -one match, um, but it's a rolling application. So there's no specific deadline for it, but the sooner the better. Um, so if you have a project in that part of the um, state, you can certainly contact um, Power to find out a little bit more about that. And the application is open. So that's been open for a little while. And there's actually been some really great projects already funded by that um, grant. And I'll just mention a couple of them. So the French Creek Valley Conservancy is the manager of the French Creek Water Trail. And they used OBAC funding to improve access at what they call their Miller Station Road Bridge. And previous to, um, to this uh, grant, the, there were kind of these, these stairs that actually led down into the water and they really provided, they kind of hindered um, anyone with any kind of physical limitation um, from getting into the water easily. And they also created a challenge for emergency rescue personnel who might have to get out on the wall quickly. Um, there was also a lack of designated parking, um, which created some some hazards and um, and concerns. So the French Creek Valley Conservancy worked with the landowner and with several several organizations to create a 
kind of long angle ramp style um, launch, which made uh, accessibility much easier. They also created a designated parking area. Volunteers helped plant some trees and signage was installed uh, to assist with access and parking as well. And just one other project that I just want to um, showcase is the Jamestown Lions Club improved paddle craft access on another Pennsylvania water trail, this time the Shenango River. Again, previously there were steps here that were not conducive for use by those trying to launch kayaks and canoes. So the project was funded um, and was completed. It reduced the grade of the access um, and created this sort of stone ramp that created much easier access. And then I'm really happy to announce that with additional support from our partners at the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources and also Pennsylvania's Fish and Boat Commission, Power is going to be able to take this access grant statewide very soon. Uh, not open quite yet, but keep an eye out for the announcement. And we do promise a better acronym. <laughs> yeah, and there's um, there's actually a couple more out there. Um, again, these have different time frames and slightly different uh, project and, and applicant eligibility. But again, the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Com uh, Commission has a boating facility grant program. Um, this also provides funding for, this one even provides funding for land acquisition and design and engineering of these projects. Um, so that's one to keep a lookout for. Um, and I've mentioned a couple times the uh, Pennsylvania Water Trail Program um, so maybe I should take a minute to just uh, sort of talk about what that is. Water trails are, are defined as recreational waterways on lakes and rivers and streams, typically between specific destinations. Uh, they have access points along the way to enable a variety of trip experiences. And we actually have 29 designated water trails. And these trails are exceptionally suited for low impact use, such as kayaking, canoeing, paddling, and floating. And um, I had mentioned a couple of the managers. So each of these water trails are managed by a specific entity. Uh, they are supported by their local communities. And the idea is to provide this kind of recreational enjoyment and stewardship opportunities. And uh, one of the benefits of being a water trail and taking on water trail management responsibilities is that you become eligible for two mini grants. One is brand new. We just launched it this year and um, doesn't have that great of a name, but we call it, we're calling it the Water Trail Urgent Issue Grant. And basically these are grants, a small grant that is available for a project that can quickly and efficiently address a situation on a designated water trail um, that's either causing or could reasonably be expected to cause an unsafe or dangerous situation on the water trail. So we had some situations like that over the past couple of years and we were contacted by the water trail manager that says, if only we could have access to some funding fairly quickly, um, we could take care of the situation and open the water trail back up. Um, and so this is kind of a pilot program that we're starting. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then we have our normal sort of water trail mini grant. Uh, this is uh, an annual grant. Uh, I think it's up to $5,000, again, with a one-to-one -one match. It has to be a project on a designated water trail. Um, it has to support the water trails program principles. And uh, the neat thing about that is that it also doesn't have to be just the water trail manager that's um, eligible, but any partner of the water trail manager that wants to uh, apply for and manage the grant and implement a project that will improve 
um, access, stewardship, volunteerism, uh, diversity on our water trails is can be considered for that grant. I'm curious, I know you just rolled out the urgent issues grants. Um, do you have any areas or uh, certain water trails that you have maybe identified as being places uh, that you want to highlight or, or um, uh, go and improve access? It's a new program, so it's it's hard for me to kind of define exactly how it's going to work out. But, um, you know, a situation that we had that really kind of triggered this, you know, at any point in time, there could be a really severe um, hurricane or storm. You know, we are seeing flashier storms and, and flood events, and, and those are things that uh, can really impact a, an access. And so um, we're just thinking it could really be any number of things on a water trail that, you know, whether it's some kind of debris pile up or, um, you know, some kind of sediment um, build up on a, on a ramp because of a major storm. Um, we'll kind of see, you know, what might happen, but it's kind of for these unanticipated events. So it's not something that you know, if you know there's been a problem for a while and you could use a little bit of money to get it fixed, that's not really what this is for. This is for sort of an unanticipated problem. Yeah, but we're not really sure what that's going to look like yet, but we're giving it a shot. It sounds a good idea to be proactive about, you know, those unforeseen events. Yeah, and that's what we try to do. I mean, really, as, as one of the um, partners coordinating the, the water trail program, again, along with DCNR and Fish and Boat, we you know, we want to be able to be there for and meet the needs of our water trail managers because they really are taking it upon themselves um, to ensure that these water trails are open and accessible and that there are opportunities for folks to get out on the water. And it's um, being a water trail manager doesn't come with a whole lot of perks. <laughs> so what we do, what we can to kind of support their efforts because they are really critical partners out there ensuring that our waterways can be used for this activity. So we've talked a lot about paddling, canoeing, kayaking, that sort of thing. Uh, but of course, there are lots of others who use the river for motorboating, fishing, uh, maybe even you know birding, picnicking, or just hiking along the river. Uh, so river etiquette seems to be pretty important in all of these various uses. Uh, what are some things people should consider uh, as they are getting outside and, and on or along our waterways? Yeah, that's true. Um, some places in the weekends in the summertime when the weather is just perfect, there can be a lot of people out enjoying um, the outdoors. And um, I think we just want to kind of promote some common sense behaviors. Think a little bit about uh, your just your basic etiquette and what might like river etiquette be. So, you know, we're going to have people fishing um, uh, from our piers and from the shore and maybe even in the water. So, you know, you just want to not paddle too close to someone else who's enjoying that experience out on the water. We are improving access to our waterways as quickly as we possibly can, but it's really important that when you're out there, you know, think about getting your boat into and out of the water as safely, but as you can, but also quickly, because there could be others who want to access the launches. Just the other day, I was uh, launching a, a kayak down in Harrisburg with a big group of people. And there was a little girl who was patiently waiting to get into the water with her mom and maybe look for some crayfish. And so we really wanted to be considerate of, um, of her and make sure that she also had an opportunity to enjoy the experience out there. Um, so another thing we talked about, you know, parking can sometimes be a little tricky um, so be considerate of where and how you park. Um, remember that some vehicles will have trailers on them, even if yours doesn't. 
You want to be aware, really important to be aware and respectful of private property owners adjacent to the river and the PA water trail program especially encourages encourages you to use publicly owned launches um, like those at state or municipal parks or those owned and maintained by the um, Fish and Boat Commission. Please only use private property if you have express permission to do so. So, you know, have fun, but respect that some folks are, are looking for quiet respite along the rivers. And so we want to make sure that everybody is enjoying the experience that uh, they hoped for when they go outside. And I know with the weather, like it's been really lucked out on some sunny, warm days. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to be out and about. So uh, yes, definitely um, um, important to, to be respectful, allow everybody to enjoy uh, the outdoors uh, as they see fit. We covered a lot here. Where are uh, some websites or uh, some places that people can go to learn more about everything we've covered? Yeah, sure. So I'll just highlight a couple. Um, obviously, I've mentioned the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission. So that's a good place to go for um, a lot of information about safety and also some of the re regulations, um, uh, boating regulations that are out there. Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't if I didn't mention Powers website, which is pawatersheds.org. And we have information about sojourns. Uh, we have a list of sojourns as, as long as well as a really cool story map where you can see where uh, see on a map where those sojourns are taking place and also read a description about them. And we also have River of the Year information on there, of course, and some of our grant opportunities um, can also be linked to from that website. Uh, the new water trail website has just been migrated, so it now lives um, on the peckpa.org website, so you can find it there, um, and that has information for and contacts for all of the Pennsylvania water trails and their managers, so that's a really good place to go if you're looking for an experience um, on one of our designated water trails and kind of wondering where to get maps um, and other resources. Of course, I mentioned the Keep Pennsylvania Beautiful website, so that's where you're going to find that water stewards program. And another great website um, that, that Power refers folks to is the uh, American Canoe Association website, and that also has some really great information. Um, so those were probably top my list. On that note, we can uh, wrap this up. Tally MacArthur is Pennsylvania Environmental Council's Program Manager for Watershed Outreach. Again, her chief responsibility is to advance the mission of the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers, or, or POWER. Uh, Tally, thank you so much for your time being on Pennsylvania Legacies today. I hope to see you out on the water soon and hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. It's a pleasure. Derek Maiolo is PEC's communications coordinator. You heard him in conversation with Tally MacArthur of the Watersheds Program. You can find a complete list of 2023 Pennsylvania River Sojourn events, as well as all the information you need to get out on the water this summer, whether that's as part of a sojourn or organized outing, or just on your own. You can find links to those resources on the PEC website. Look for the notes to this podcast episode number 193. We'll have another episode for you later this month, so check back in in a couple of weeks. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson, and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.